Hi. Hi, everyone. We're back, Ooh. bitches. <laughs> Hopefully for good this time. I know. Well, what if I go down? No. <laughs> don't say that. Knock on, yes, knock on your nice new desk. Um, okay, hey guys. guys. <laughs> I just sniffled in the camera or in the mic. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I sniffle all the time. And then I'm like, I need to edit this out. And that's just how it goes. Anyway, sorry. Um, hey. Hey, welcome back to Wanna Match Podcast. My name is Emily. My name is Sydney. And this is a... I'm really good doing this opposite. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Wanna Match is a podcast where two best friends... Come together each week, match, and tell each other about a topic. I thought you were going to say your name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> this is, we're out of practice, you guys. Yeah, clearly we're out of practice, but <laughs> basically it's a podcast. We come together, we talk about a topic after we match that we have researched this week. Yeah, hopefully it's funny... Yeah, go listen to the other ones. Yeah. Honestly, listen to at least the intro of something else. There's a, this is a mess. Yeah, there's 23 other episodes you can go to to figure out who we are and what we do. Yeah. This is not the sode for you if you... Also, this is really not the episode to come in on if you've never listened to the podcast because I'm on part three of a series right yeah. now, so... So get with it and... At least go back to 22. Like, this is your fault. We're, yeah, like, gaslighting yeah. the fuck out of these guys. <laughs> um, I think we're... I think I'm too close to the mic right now. We'll see in post. Okay, anyway. Um... So I guess we should probably, like, talk about, like, what's been up the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Because I think we're going on week two of no... Well, we've had two weeks of no episodes or just one? I have no idea. Guys, I don't know. Everything's been a blur. Basically, I got COVID. That's, like, the story. Sydney got COVID. And we and, live in the same place, and I didn't get COVID. Yeah. Sullivan, our other roommate, also got COVID from me, presumably. And Emily never got it, which is, like, insane. I think she's immune. But I got COVID. It, like, messed everything up. Also, like, our... Like, the school semester just started, so we've been dealing with that, mm-hmm. and just, like, Emily is still adjusting to a new work-life balance. It yes. Just, the it's COVID, been busy. Yeah. Bros. It's been busy, and we love doing this, but it is just a hobby, so. Yeah. I'm sorry if we point, disappointed you. Yes. So, sorry if you were missing us, but we miss you, too, and we're going to get back on a normal schedule. Yesterday, we sat down to do that, and, and then we never literally did. never did. We got too tongue <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Okay, well, whatever. Uh, we're just funny girls. We're just funny girls. We'll talk about it. Basically, you guys don't have to worry about this again. We'll be back next week, hopefully. Yeah. Don't make promises you can't keep. I know. <laughs> Knocking on wood again. Okay, um, well, let's do Rosenbud. That's something we can control, and we are good at. Yeah, I'm excited about my rose this week. You say your rose first. Cool. I already told Emily about this, and I'm about to geek out right now. And I have a lot of roses. This was actually a really good week. I've had a couple rough last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. This week was a really good week for me. Good. Has been good so far. I, as you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast, am an avid iPad user. I have an (laughs) iPad and I love it. Everyone should, if you can afford an iPad, just like get one. Like I love it. It makes my life so much better. I found out that if you subscribe to the Notability, which is like the note taking app, if you're a college student, um, the Notability subscription, it's literally $11 a year. So that's less than a dollar a month. Mm-hmm. You get access to like a bunch of these like themed templates. And one of them is a planner. And I am like a planner geek. Mm-hmm. Like I think we both kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'm a yeah. planner geek. We're like fucking, we love a planner. I love a notebook. I love a pencil. I love a pen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like the exact kind of planner that I like. I think everyone's very specific about their planners. Yeah. Um, so it's like the exact kind of planner I like, but it's all digital. And so it's literally like the thing I've been waiting for my entire life, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. I am fully a formed human now that I have this access to this planner. Um, so, yeah, that's my rose. I have been just fucking in planner heaven for the last 48 I hours. I like that. I need, 
I'm going to start my bullet journal for February and I'm, I'll post it or something, but I like really want to go off on the bullet journal train these days. Yeah. You're so creative. You love like a bullet journal moment, which I have bullet journaled and I like it, but I, I like the structure of having an actual planner more. Yeah. Like a template. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like creating like my little template. Yes. Um, my rose is um, yesterday we had um, so yesterday we had this like craft night with Jake and Evan, our friends who are mentioned on the podcast a lot. We'll like yeah, I like think we're coming close to an episode with them. Yes, coming soon at some point. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Evan was like all like up my ass about doing these vision boards because I had mentioned it once and then Evan really ran with it and he's so good about that like he's so good about like we really need to do this we really need to do he's this he's a like, doer yeah like we like he's not he will fucking walk every walk he says yeah if yeah. he says he wants to do something like yeah. more than one time like we are fucking doing yeah, it yeah we are doing whether it. you like it or not yeah and I'm so glad he did yeah it was I didn't okay he sent that text and I was like fuck like because you know me I just am like I get a little hermity yeah like i like my alone time and i well like, i was i was really like dreading it honestly. well because you also like, were having a bad day, day. and yeah. evan well evan's not fucking listening to this but yeah. if he was like it's not about the vision it wasn't about the idea and like i'm like i said so glad we did mm-hmm. it like i wanted to do it it was just like that day i was like yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. i just want to sleep but i'm so glad that we did it and we all made these like really beautiful vision boards that like really encapture who we are as people yeah. like all of ours are so 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 different mm-hmm. but they look like so cool and they all these like pieces mean something to us and i'm just really glad that we did it and we spent that time with one another because i feel like we always get in the habit of just like sitting around and eating or like you know like like <laughs> yeah no, and not that's and that's not, talking about. that's not me like shaming us but i'm saying no, like, no. it was something different that we did that was like really like mentally stimulating for all of us right i love like a just a kickback moment just mm-hmm. come over we'll like match and just like listen to music that's like what we do normally mm-hmm. um but it is nice to like mix it up and like I think we all are just getting better about, like, planning actual events. Yeah, or just making, like, a point to be more intentional with our time. Yeah, like, we don't need to do that three days a week. Like, maybe one day of the three, we can, like, (laughs) do a craft or, like, talk about a fucking book we read or, like... I just, like, that, like, really turned my whole day around. Yeah, that was so... It was literally so fun. I, like, don't think I've had that much fun. I mean, I have had that much fun (laughs) recently, but not doing something like that. Like, it was just, like... The perfect little craft. Night. I know. Yeah, it really and was. And then we all, like, got up and, like, talked about our boards and, yeah. like, the, the whole thing. <laughs> it was so, so cute. Yeah. No, I, like, knew you were going to say that for your host, so I didn't say it, but that also was, like, like I said, I've been having a good week. Like, that was, like, a yeah. great part of my week. Okay, bud for you? Bud is we have a birthday. This is, like, kind of the start of birthday time for this house. Birthday time. Because Sullivan's... Yeah, so many coming up. Well, just my... Like, bump, 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 yeah, bump, Yeah. My family just had their birthday time. Mm-hmm. I'm the end of my family's birthday mm-hmm. time, but this is the beginning of our friendship birthday time. <laughs> yeah. All of our friends have birthdays kind of towards the beginning of the year, or, like, most of them. Yeah, or, like, sp- like into spring. Spring, early Spring-ish, summer. Yeah. yeah. So, Sullivan's birthday, our roommate, great guy. My brother. <laughs> yeah, Emily's brother. If anyone's <laughs> confused about that, um, that's Emily's brother. They are yeah. siblings. I am not their sibling. I just live here. <laughs> but I basically And he am. also lives here. Yeah. We are all roommates, but they also are siblings. Yes. I like him kind of a sibling at this point. Yes. But honorary. Technically not. It's his birthday on Saturday. Yes. Sullivan also is in a new play. 
it's a fucking musical. musical. He's gonna get so mad. Yeah. He, I oh, I am not like a musical person, so I don't fucking. And know we are. Called. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's a big difference. There is a big difference. A it's the music. It's a musical. It is a musical. He's very musically inclined, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to go see him. We are so so excited. Yeah. And then we're gonna like do stuff with his birthday. We have a lot of friends coming, so we're gonna stay at my parents like a big slumby. Yes, and I love like a slumby moment. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that is gonna be so fun. I've been looking forward to that. Mine is, um, mine is that, honestly, but, um, just on top of that is... For the sake of the podcast. Yeah, for the sake of the podcast, is I'm so excited to sleep with Nani. Oh! (laughs) That's the other thing is Emily's dog, like, they just, in the winter, it's easier for Emily's dog to live with her parents. In a backyard. I think we've, yeah, we've mentioned this. Um, and I'm so, I'm also very excited to see Nala. Yeah. Ah, okay. I just remember that again. So, topics. Yes. Let's talk about topics. So, Sid is on part three. You're going first this week. Yes, I'm going first. I'm on part three of my Amelia Earhart series. This is the final part, uh, 100%. No, if it's not, I no, it literally will is. stop doing this. I'm part. like not sick of Amelia Earhart, <laughs> but I'm just ready to like research a new topic. Yeah. I've been loving doing it, and like I don't think I could have done it any shorter than I did. Yeah. But I'm like ready to move on. Yeah. But yeah, today is the end. We're going to talk about conspiracies. We're going to talk oh. about what happened to her. Like, everything so i'm gonna come to a conclusion of what happened to her and that is law yeah emily's gonna decide what <laughs> you heard it here first we're gonna figure out what happened to amelia <laughs> yes right here in this office yes um i'm doing el chapo <laughs> what okay guys yeah dude i'm doing el chapo that's so out of left field for emily i'm like so excited though dude <laughs> I'm literally so excited. I know. Do you know anything about El Chapo? I just know that he's like a drug lord, right? Yeah. 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 But like, there's like a lot of shit about Oh, him. I bet. I'm yeah. like so excited. Okay. Well, wow. We have an exciting... <laughs> Everyone get ready. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to, I think, um, beep this out, maybe. Uh, roll. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I almost... Actually, you don't even need to re- beep that out, but roll. I almost rolled before you got home. And then I was like, I don't know if Emily's going to want this. But I should. I should when we say roll, we're not doing like hard drugs because yeah, I I like, want to make it clear. I we we are using euphemisms around the substances we're taking because of like a because, lot of reasons. Yeah, it's like a lot of reasons. Some people might find it triggering if we talk about substances and they're going through some sort of like substance withdrawal or like substance abuse issues. Right. But also like our location and our professionalism and yeah, that kind of thing. It's like we don't want to be so in your face about it. Like we want to make those euphemisms for one, like one because it's funny, yeah. and two because like. Plausible deniability is always great. Right. Also, like, we're, like, young professionals who are just, like, starting to enter their careers, and the substances we're taking sometimes are not, like, the most well-accepted yeah, in Yeah, the worlds. stigmas around them are not always great. Yes, and that's changing. But um, it can be multiple substances. But let's just, like, make it clear that we're not condoning any sort of illegal drug use or... Yeah. We are not condone. We're not telling you to go and do that, especially as we enter a episode with El Chapo. Yes. Hey, Tweaky's back again. <laughs> okay, guys, we kind of tweaked about the way that we were, like, setting up what we were about to tell you. Yeah. But basically, we're about to do a podcast about a l- drug trafficking lord, like a literal kingpin in a drug... Um, in a drug cartel. So, we want to, A say that there, that might be triggering for some people that are going through any sort of substance abuse issue or, you know, like 
um, withdrawals or anything like that. So feel free to know that that is going to happen and you can turn this off. B, just so you know, um, when we use the euphemisms about substances that we're using, we are doing it as like a comical approach to what we're doing. And we're not doing it because we're using substances that will like get us landed in where El Chapo was. Federal prison. Yeah, like we're not using heroin. We're not like, you know, I don't want to create the stigma and most importantly and biggest like disclaimer that we maybe should put on the podcast like as a whole is that we're never condoning the use of the substance um that alters your mind or your actions um we are definitely not condoning the use of any illegal substances um we're using the euphemisms that we use because of where we are professionally in our lives and the and for comedy purposes yeah that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I also just want to say that, like, addiction is a mental illness, mm-hmm. and I think, like, addiction runs really close to my heart. Um, I have, like, a lot of personal ties to people mm-hmm. who are addicts, and even if you are using, like, a harder drug than maybe the one that we consume, it, like... Substance. Substance, yeah, sorry. I'm going to cover it with substance. Yeah. Um, even if that's the case there is like help for you and mm-hmm. it's not like I don't want to make it seem like we're being like oh my god if you use those oh drugs, yeah if you use that substance it's gonna like ruin your life like no it's it's a mental illness and I don't ever want to make it seem like that either yeah and and I think that we sometimes this is gonna be a long intro but, yeah, I, think but I think this is I this think is a this good is conversation good. Yeah. yeah I think that that sometimes because we are like um, sorry, I'm trying to, like, think about how to say it. Right, it's it hard to, like, way. say it in Because a good it, we're way. being recorded, and this is going on the internet. And, yeah. like, and that's important to us to make sure that we're saying it correctly and to make sure that not only do you guys feel supported, but that we are covering our bases in terms of what we can and can't say about, like, what we're doing in terms of where we live and our personal information and our family's privacy and all that stuff. Yeah. So some of the stuff that we say here, we just want to reiterate that we are not condoning these kind of things, but if we are also not shaming anyone. Yes, that's a perfect way to say it. Yeah, we're not shaming anyone, and you can find help in so many places. Maybe I'll put Yeah, maybe we should do, like, at the end of this. I'll put some sources, yeah, in the show notes. Um, Just because this is going to be, like, pretty, like, drug-heavy for El Chapo, and I'm not shaming him in, I mean... (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is El Chapo... I'm not shaming El Chapo for being an addict, if that's what he is, but I am maybe shaming him for, like, causing the, like, a large... issue with other people's addictions by like yeah providing providing drugs, them yeah. with drugs i'm not i'm not shaming those people who find <laughs> i'm not it. shaming el chapo <laughs> okay yeah i really should not have said that like <laughs> cut that whole thing out um, but i'm but i think that this like leads to a larger conversation about like resources that are available to somebody who is maybe thinking about getting into drug trafficking like you can de- yeah. like definitely like realize that you have a lot of sorry chewy just emailed you i have cats i have cats okay basically oh my god if you i think i don't know we're just kind (laughs) of tweaking okay because we don't want you to think that we're like worried what you guys think about us too and we don't want you to think that a we are doing these hard-ass drugs 
Right. I'm going to say this very fucking plainly, okay? Because I'm feeling it now. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> We're not doing these hard-ass drugs. We're not condoning the use of any hard-ass drug. We are so, so, so empathetic, and it is close to clearly our hearts for those who are addicts, and we want to be um, supportive in that. So if you're going through something like that and this is triggering for you, please turn it off. Otherwise, there are resources in both the show notes and there's going to be resources in the caption for you to find some help on any sort of addiction whether that be food or drugs or alcohol or yada 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 exactly and emily and i are both adults who you know can assess our lives and can assess our relationship with substances whether that be alcohol or food or shopping or whatever Mm -hmm. and decide for ourselves if we maybe have like a problem with those things and at this point in our lives we do not and so that's why we are able to make this podcast perfect and that is our disclaimer for the day. <laughs> and and we are no longer tweaking no. about this. Okay, anymore. great. I, no. I'm interested to see this intro is now like 18 minutes. I'm interested to see how long it's going to be. Let's cut done. it down to like nine. I'm maybe. thinking maybe like 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, Emily, on that note, do you want to go match? Yes. <laughs> Let's match. <laughs> it's because it was not a real desk. This is a real desk. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> How was your break? <laughs> what are you laughing at? I didn't try this. Oh, no. Um, we are too... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's getting cut out, too. This whole... This is going to be hard to edit Sid tomorrow. I'm sorry. Sid, tomorrow, I'm sorry, too. Okay. Um, All right, we're back. Hmm. We are back. I'm going to tidy up while you tell me this one. <laughs> this desk is pretty clean right now, actually. I'm I like know. really proud of you. Thank you. I just use it as like my dump space sometimes, and I've been really trying to not do That's that. That's okay. Like Everyone needs a space to dump their shit. I know. Mine's like my bed, my floor, my desk. <laughs> my I, I actually happen to need about 15 of those spaces. Yeah. We are the same. Yes. Okay. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> let's start first. I'm ready. They're in like luau in by. Okay. Let me try and catch up everyone. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a recap here. We'll see how like, close Emily gets to it. <laughs> okay. Remember that I'm a little choo-cheat. Okay. <laughs> just a little. A small amount. I'm just a smidge too cheap. Okay, so here's where we're at in this journey. I, if you yeah. think I can read right now, you're <laughs> incorrect. Um, okay, so they have just flown off of a plane. There's a boat. <laughs> they, they've just taken off of some island. It's near Cuba. It's near, it's by Australia. Yep. It's like a little thing by, um, I'm not, <laughs> we said we're not going to do um, geography, geography, so you don't have to worry about okay, it. Okay, so it's by Australia, though, for sure. Kind of, yeah. It was their last stop. They have one more stop in between here and California. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they've dropped one guy that doesn't know how to do <laughs> the only Morse code number. <laughs> Is gone. It's out of the picture. Okay. And then we have we have a boat circling their last stop on the island. It's sending up signals and but Amelia can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> she can't hear them. And 
But they can hear every word that she's saying. And so she's saying, I'm here now. It's time for you to send me up a signal. Blow the smoke, bitches. But she ne- they never saw the plane. And they think that <laughs> maybe she was just one degree off. Yeah. <laughs> or one. Yeah. One degree. Yeah. But they kept getting signals from that plane for about four days after. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was pretty good. That was way more than I would have done. I am, yeah, Emily, if you guys didn't catch that, basically, go listen to the last episode. Yeah. But also, I'll give you guys a quick re- a summary. Yes. Basically, we're talking about Amelia Earhart. Let's just start with the topic. We're talking about Amelia Earhart. This is the third episode. Mm-hmm. In the first episode, we talked about Amelia's life mm-hmm. and what a badass she was as a female, and she was just a pioneer in the aviation industry, yep. and she was a celebrity and, like, all this stuff. In the second episode, which is what Emily just recapped, <laughs> we covered her last flight with her navigator, Fred Noonan, mm-hmm. who didn't know Morse code. Mm-mm. No Morse code there. Um, in which they were attempting to fly around the entire world, but they did not make it. Last stop, guys. They had made it almost all the way around the world. They only had two stops Fuck. left. So you were close. They had two stops left. Two stops left. Um, but it was the most difficult part of their flight over the open ocean, very hard to navigate, and right. due to weather... And also radio transmission issues, they never made it to the island that they were stopping at. An uninhabited island is where they were trying to stop. Yeah, boat in a thing, sending up plumes of smoke. Yeah. Signals. Howland's Island. Morse code. Yeah. They don't know if they know how to translate Morse code, let alone if they can send back a message. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how I talk? No, but that's how I like want it to be. Like I want it to be like a TV show. And yeah, I, like, you need like emphasis. Like previously on previously on, on a match podcast. Yeah, I'm rewatching the L Word right now, and they do a lot of that. Previously on the L Word, I'm right in the spot of NCIS where they're doing that a lot. And I yeah, really like where I'm at right now, so I might just keep just going back and forth. <laughs> that's maybe. fine. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, so on July second, nineteen thirty-seven, they take off from Lay, New Guinea, with <sighs> Lay. I knew it was an L. Yeah, close. Luau Lay. Mm-hmm. Luau is not a place. It's a um, yeah. traditional Hawaiian feast, I think. Anyway. I don't know anything about Yeah, Hawaiian I don't know anything feast. about that. I would love to have I would love a Hawaiian, Hawaiian feast. feast. <laughs> yeah, I'm so hungry. Um, so, due to navigation and communication issues, they were never fa- arrived and they've never been found. Another important thing to know is that they had a ship called the USS Itasca stationed at the island to assist the plane and greet them when they arrived. Hello, I already said that. She, so you guys already heard that because <laughs> yeah. Emily did such a good job. Yeah. Yes. So now we're going to talk about... I was sealed with a bow by me. <laughs> right. So basically, Emily is exactly right. The last transmission they get is basically Amelia being like, hey guys, we can't see the island, but like we know we're about in the right area, but we're running low on fuel. So now we're gonna talk about Amelia. the search. Oh, that's what they're doing. Amelia, <laughs> Amelia, <Yeah>. Fred. <laughs> that's what they're doing. So now we're gonna talk about the search. What if I did that throughout the whole thing, just like from back here? Like, like we we started doing like a um, podcast with like little uh, vignettes of like a flashback <laughs> of it actually happening. You know I what al- I'm saying? Yeah, I almost just said 4D, but then imagine yeah. just like trying to spray somebody. <laughs> at it. We get we like start acting. We do like these little acting skits of like YouTube comes Yeah, um, if you guys start paying us, we'll start fucking yeah, doing that. doing YouTube. Um, so <laughs> we act out. <laughs> so funny. Okay, anyway. we could start acting these out. We that could would get be paid really, for our that's like drunk history. and that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm back on like um no, never mind. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay. 
it's just TikTok, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk about the search. From the brief amount of communication the Atasca had with Earhart, they thought that um, that they had either ended up north of the island or west. Okay. So that's kind of what they were thinking based on the line. Because she told them like, how did you get north of the island? Not up, but like, <laughs> like I know it's not a fucking <laughs> spacecraft. <laughs> north, north. That's an altitude, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh no. <laughs> like, I'm not no. that stupid. Well, I don't know what you mean then. Because it's an island. There's water all the way around it. Oh, so they like went. They, their angling <coughs> was off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. Okay. You're exactly right. Okay. Thank you. I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone off. listening is going to understand what you mean by I in this moment. <laughs> you are right. Yeah, you, like. Thought they ended up north or west of the island. <coughs> Their That's point what was pointed the wrong way. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. And if they were only one degree off, remember you did also mention this in the roundup, they would end up 260 miles off course. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. And the weather was bad. So how they couldn't they, really see anything anyway. Let's do it now. No, we're not jumping into planes. Yet. No, not yet. That's a whole other episode. Okay. Next week, I'm like, <laughs> Amelia Earhart's plane. Amelia Earhart's plane. Daisy. I don't remember. It was something like that. I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. Okay. So, approximately one hour after their final transmission, the Atasca starts to look for the plane in those general areas. They kind of, it takes them an hour to get like a search together and then they go. That, like, seems, like, too long. <laughs> like, it seems, like, too long, but also I think they were just giving him a little more time, like... Okay, yeah. Okay, maybe I'm, they're, I'm here, yep. you know, whatever. So, obviously, they were unsuccessful. The next sad. step... It is sad. The next step was to get the U.S. Navy more heavily involved. So, at this point, the Navy is... Seriously? <laughs> you always make a big deal out of it. You what just is let it? it go. What is it? Is it your... <laughs> just let it go. You can just let it... Every week, we do this. Every week. And then I have to apologize. Is it your first podcast, Cindy? <laughs> and sometimes it's you, and when it's you, we just let it happen. Well, now we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Now I'm being held accountable. <laughs> God damn it. They don't even, like, no, it's my phone buzzing every time. <laughs> That's what we're arguing about. Okay, this is going to be the longest episode we've ever done. I know. It's going to be like an hour and a half. Buckle in, friends. Okay. The U.S. Navy starts to get more involved because now more time has passed. Yeah. We so, need more hands on deck. Exactly. They <laughs> Literally. They assist the Atasca based on their initial search. They basically just expanded the initial search. Okay. So they're searching north and west at first. Yeah. Um, they really focused their efforts on the specific positions or lines. So, like, a pilot flies on a flight line. It's basically like a path. Yeah. In, um... I cannot wrap my head around that right now. Yeah. So, like, please okay. don't go more yeah. into it. So, it's just a position. They, yeah. like, basically... Where the nose is pointed. It, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they believe the plane might have gotten off course on... Um, so, they focus on the areas where they thought, based on the math, based on what they thought that Amelia okay. had told them. Um, On July 6th, 1937, so this is now three days later, four days later... Mm-hmm. The Navy decided to bring in a fresh set of hands and deploys a ship called the um, Colorado. It was a battleship. 
oh, you don't have your fucking computer up here for a PowerPoint, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we got to (laughs) pause. Okay, sorry, guys. We had to... Emily, Get the like, goddamn <laughs> computer up. I don't know why. did not have her computer ready for our PowerPoint. So, I don't even need it yet. I just, like, suddenly <laughs> flashed into my mind. Okay. We're on the battleship. Yeah, they just Colorado. brought... Colorado. Colorado. And this is going to be their HQ, their headquarters. Um... At it- for those of you who don't know it. <laughs> for all you idiots out there who don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> for, don't those, lingo. for those of you fucking idiots that have no idea you're not cool enough to understand oh, basic fucking English <laughs> yeah. okay at this point they also brought in the coast guard and many um, other naval ships like three other navy ships to aid in the search so the Colorado um, was tasked with coordinating all of the ships and where everyone was going HQ the HQ, otherwise known as HQ. <laughs> Japan also sent a few ships to aid in the search efforts. Okay, that's nice of them. Yeah, kind of cute. <laughs> um, an article in the Where Smith- the fuck was low or lay? Lay in Guinea? I don't know what was up with them. I think that's a... <laughs> what I think the that's fuck a, were they doing? Well, I think that's a territory in the U.S., right? Oh, no, not more geography. Sorry. I don't know, you guys. No. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> don't listen to that. Okay. There was an article in the Smithsonian Magazine about, it was like a first person account, so they interviewed someone who was, what? I can't stop thinking about what saying, Smithsonian Magazine. Sorry, sorry. Restart that section. I was not listening. (laughs) We gotta do this every time. (laughs) Guys, okay, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. This is really off the rails. (laughs) We gotta put rain in. Rain in. Okay, everything's fine. Holy. (laughs) Okay, we're fine. Dude, Dude, I'm like fully bawling. (laughs) Ooh, okay. I forgot. I didn't think I breathed once that whole. (laughs) I forgot how to. Yeah. (laughs) You know how I get with my breath in the mic. I get so fucking nervous about it. Okay, there was an R. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, Emily. Oh, Sydney, tomorrow you're in for a fucking I know. This is going to be rough. I'm going to leave, like, probably all this in, too. Because this feels like it's been, like, 18 minutes to me, but it's probably been about 35 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Cut back in. Yeah. So, there was an article in the (laughs) Smiths. No way! No way!
fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we're gonna get through. <laughs> We're going to get through it, dude. No. We got to do it. Oh, my God. We got to do it. We we have to put up an episode tomorrow, dude. We're 30 minutes into this. Yeah. I'm not even a page into my (laughs) I know. Let's go. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Basically, third time's a chime. I'm going to really focus. It's the Smithsonian Magazine. Yeah, can you just say it? Basically, there's an article in In the the Smithsonian Magazine. That detailed a first-hand account into the search for Amelia Earhart. A Navy pilot, they interviewed him. Okay. Who did this actual search. Yes. He was on the USS Lexington, and it, it arrived on the scene on July 13th, 1937. So now, by the time they get there, it's already been 10 oh, days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So. Uh, the 4th of July. Yeah, it's over 4th of July weekend. <laughs> yeah, too, which sad. is sad. Yeah. yeah. And that's when the news broke was over 4th of July Aww, weekend. that's so, super sad. Yeah, like American hero super, like, disappears on 4th of ugh. July weekend. He was, most pilots thought that this would be a short mission, so they only brought a single change of clothes, toiletries, etc. Like, he brought a backpack full of stuff, and they ended up being there for 10 days. He said a month, so I don't know if they, like, hung out there after, or I don't know. Yeah. But the, it lasted ten more days, the search. So, a lot of them ended up having to buy, like, clothes from the, like, canteen store on the ship. Oh. Yeah. And they, every day, they would line up 24 planes, like, all facing different directions onto the little, yeah. like, landing strip. And on go, like, they would have a go signal, they would all start flying at the exact same time in opposite directions. 90 degrees from the ship's ang- the angle of the ship, so oh that like God. the ship was going forward and they were searching all of the areas around it, basically, like the whole ship. Yeah, um, then, that's like insane. That's really cool. Yeah, it like, is that really would have cool. been a cool thing to see. Yeah, so that also the other like cool but also terrifying thing is they were flying 500 feet above the sea level. Oh my god, that's in elevation, really low. it's really low. They said they could see like trash, like floating in the yeah, they're like, we could have seen their trash, like. And so the pilot, basically it was two people in each plane. Yeah. The pilot was looking forward mm-hmm. down at the water. Yeah. And the person in the backseat had a pair of monoculars and they were looking out the sides. So that's how they were getting like the full. What if they ran into like a. <laughs> <laughs> the air. <laughs> like a big tree. A volcano? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They, they didn't. <laughs> so I think we're good. So they would do this for three hours at a time. Like, their flights would be three hours, then they would come back. So they did that for ten days. Oh, my God. And there was, like, six ships that did it. It wasn't just their ship. Like, oh my God. that's what everyone was doing. So this is what they did for the next ten days until July 23rd. I also saw July 19th, so there's, like, a small discrepancy. But okay. July 23rd, 1937, um, the search was officially ended by the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. So they did it for ten days. So they were, like, she's presumed dead. Uh, technically, she's not presumed dead yet, but we'll talk about that. Okay. But at this point, they're calling off the search. They're like, we cannot find her. Yeah. Like, we tried our best. Yeah. We're not. We can't do this forever. The official search for Amelia and Fred was, Amelia and Fred was the largest, most intensive, and most costly search for a missing person by air and sea at the time. So this was, like, the biggest search the Navy had ever yeah. done. And they still couldn't find her. It lasted almost a month. They covered 250,000 square miles of open ocean, which Holy is about fuck. the size of Texas. Holy shit. It cost $4 million in 1937, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but you know I did the fucking currency, yeah. what inflation rate. 
it would be like $77 million now. $77.5 million amount spent oh on this God. search. Um, they found no official evidence of the plane, Earhart, or Noonan, alive or dead. They, like, didn't find anything. Wait, that's kind of scary. Yeah. So, July 5th, 1937, this is, like, uh, about a week after they call off the naval search, like, the governmental search, um, Fred Noonan, who was, or, no, just kidding, that's the guy who went missing with her. <laughs> I was like, wait. Um... Amelia's mentor, manager, husband, his name was George Putnam. We've talked about him before. Mm -hmm. He began a private search effort. So they, it took him a week to get all his shit together. And then they sent out a private search effort. It was way smaller than the Navy's search effort, obviously. Um, So it mainly focused on other small islands in the Pacific, similar to Howland's Island. But they had no success in finding any evidence of the plane either. So they thought maybe she ended up on a different island. And so that's where they focus their search. Okay. So they're not, like, really in open water. Well, I think they're trying to just figure out if she was alive on yeah. an island somewhere. And yeah. they just hadn't found her. Like, that's what they were going to look for. Um, normally, a missing person must be missing for seven years before they can officially be declared legally dead by, like, a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to the circumstances surrounding her disappearance... Um, and the fact that they had, like, intensely looked for her and had not found her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the size of her estate... Putnam got the courts to waive this seven-year requirement, and Amelia Earhart was declared officially dead on January 5th, 1939, so about 18 months later. She was declared officially dead. Um, why? Because why? the size of her estate. Because he... I, I don't... Okay, this was weird to me because they were married, so you think she would have just made him... The, like... The, like, Gary... Yeah. yeah, the legal, like, if she dies, this is who's going to yeah. run my estate. But she, like, hadn't, and so he couldn't access any of her estate. So it was all just sitting there, like not being able to be used and she had like stuff that she she had like bills and like all this stuff right. that like yeah he needed money to pay basically and like divvy up this estate between like you know yeah flight schools and like all that stuff yeah. so some people thought that was sketchy like he might have had something to do with her disappearance but like he obviously yeah. did not and like that makes sense to me like somebody has to take care of like yeah her shit you know and he was her husband yeah. so like why wasn't he like automatically just able to do that yeah i don't know Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. So, now we're going to get to the theories on her disappearance. The official and most popular theory is... Okay, so what do you think happened? I guess we should start with that. Oh, my God. I don't have, like, a lot of info. I'm, <laughs> like, I have three up. Three fucking... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, like, I don't... You don't know a lot about, like... That's exactly what I mean. Like, what I don't, the theories even I don't have a lot of um, prior knowledge about this at all, and I... Don't know a lot about, like, I... Clearly, I don't know a lot about geography, so I don't know, yeah. like, or flights at all. Right. So, I don't have a lot of preemptive knowledge of this, but... So, you don't even know what the possibilities are. No. I don't really yeah. know what the possibilities are. Okay. Cool. And, <laughs> but I did know that, like, that she wasn't, like, the Bermuda Triangle. That's the only one I've heard. No. I don't have that one. I don't know if she was in the Bermuda Triangle. Take that out. Take that out. I'm so scared. I don't scared. think she was. I'm going to start drinking. Isn't the Bermuda Triangle by, like, Cuba? Because that's the opposite side of the United States then. I but I don't know. I literally have no idea. I thought that that was it. Like, I don't know. I think something, like, she probably crashed and we just can't find the fucking plane. Cool. That is the first most official and popular theory is the crash and sink theory. She crashed in the ocean and she they sank. The boat sank. 
Yeah. So, we're going to talk about that one first. Okay. And then we'll get a little more, like, conspiracy as we go. Okay. So, basically, Amelia and Fred could not successfully navigate to Howland's Island, ran out of fuel, crashed in the Pacific Ocean, and sank. That's the theory. Like, all their stuff with them. Yep. And the plane just got lost. Like, because okay. the ocean's so big and, like... Oh, that's going to tweak me out. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of scary. Yeah. Especially because, like, the search was so... But anyway, if they're if they sing, like how are they gonna see? Uh, and it just scares me because like some people like going that deep. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to get my scuba license. That's why it was on my mood board from last night. Yeah, no, I wouldn't go like that deep because that's really deep. No, I and just, you could never see. Okay, <laughs> okay, we can't yeah, do it. Freak me out! I've wanted to get my scuba license for so long, dude. I know. Yeah, get your scuba license, but please don't ever go that deep. Like, that's no, like, scary deep. I want to go like to the like coral reef. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like stuff that I could maybe see from like yeah, yeah. Like I can still like wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. <laughs> like, well, I'm just thinking like. Out. Well, now I'm just thinking like I, I don't know if I should say this because like I don't know how people feel about hunting. But my uncle um, got his scuba license so he could go deep sea fishing, and they, like, harpoon the fish, and, like, I want to do that. Oh. But is that, like, bad? No. Because, like, hunting, like, people think is bad. Well, who fucking cares? I am net neutral on hunting. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Me too. I don't really, like, care. <laughs> we don't have to say stay <laughs> No one, nobody's asked. Nobody asked. Nobody asked. Nobody asked. Okay, keep going. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so scared. So. You know open water is, like, one of my things. Dude, I can't. I know. And I'm, like, reeling. Okay. Okay, so. Earhart herself states in the radio transmission that they were running low on fuel, and they never got a transmission saying that they had landed anywhere. Right. Like, they had gotten transmissions, but, like, they they could only confirm that some of them were actually hers and, like, all this stuff. Right, but I thought that you said that once it hit the water, it would short out and, so like, it couldn't send messages. That's what they think, but, like, what if it didn't get wet right away? That's true. Like, what if it they had until like it, it sank sinking. this far? Yeah, or like yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So, like, who knows? Um, they were already worried about the navigation by Newton and Earhart, like you said. Didn't know Morse code, didn't know the navigation very well. <laughs> the planning was not where it should have been when they left, either. Because Earhart was, like, too busy being a famous, like, celebrity. Like, planet, basically. Yeah. As well as she should have. Um, so that is basically all my evidence for Crash and Sink. That's the one that, like, that's the official Navy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their stance on it. Like. Yeah. That was the, the official said, report. Yeah. Um, and that's what, like, most people think happened. Okay. So. Let's get a little freaky now. Now we're going to talk about the Gardner Island hypothesis. Gardner Island is an, another uninhabited island in the Pacific under Japanese control. It's also called Nikumaroro Island, but for obvious reasons, I will not be calling it that. So, this is a map. It's This is all in the show notes. Follow us on social media, at WannaMatchPod on Instagram, everything. So, this is Leh, New Guinea. Uh-huh. This is Howland's Island. Uh-huh. And this is uh, Gardner's Island. So, they're okay. pretty close together. Okay. Comparatively. Yeah. To where she was going. So she, like, that's where they thought that she ended up on accident if she was, like, X amount off. Yeah. That's the next closest island. So it could be believed that if um, Earhart and Noonan were having trouble finding Howland's Island and they knew they were running low on fuel, they would not continue to search for Howland's Island, but they would instead follow the flight line they were already on, which would lead them to a group of small islands named the Phoenix Islands, and Gardner Island is one of those islands. Okay. So... And this is a picture of it. So this is on the path? 
it's it's not on the path, but if they were already going that way, that would be yeah. kind of the next set of islands that you would yeah, hit. Yeah, see. Okay. So if they had just missed Howland's Island, yeah. that's kind of where they would end up. Um, There is a famous shipwreck off of the side of this island that occurred before Earhart's Arts Fly in 1929. Okay. So there's people have been on this island. Okay. Before Earhart was ever there. Yep. And there's a famous shipwreck. So that's important to remember. So now we're going to talk about some evidence that people, basically they think that they landed on this island and then they died. On the island. On the island because they couldn't get off. Here's their evidence. The Phoenix Islands and maybe some non-evidence. We're just going to talk about like everything about it. The Phoenix Islands were searched directly after um, Amelia's disappearance during uh, Putnam's private investigation. They were also searched. So the Navy searched them and the private investigation searched them. And they both found the islands uninhabited, but looking to be... But they said they both reports said the island looked recently disturbed. So it looked like someone had kind of just been there. Like, Ugh. or like there was like pe- people had been on it, which yeah. they knew that they had, but it hadn't been since 1929. But if nobody's on it since yeah. then, like who would disturb what they had already yeah. disturbed? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. In 19. So now it's 1940. So it's three years later. Okay. A British col- colonel officer, colonial. I don't know how colonel. to say Colonel. A British colonel officer named uh, Gallagher found a skull, some long bones, and a sextant box, which is um, a sextant is like a tool for navigation on a ship. Mm-hmm. So it was a box that you keep your sextant mm-hmm. in. Um, and the bones looked female, they said. So they're like, oh my God, is this Amelia Earhart? Mm-hmm. Like, did we find her skeleton? So. On this island? On that island. Okay. So, upon examination, the bones were found to be female, probably four years or older, um, and belonging to a person who was five foot, five and a half inches tall, and had a stocky build, and was around 45 to 55 years old. Is that Amelia? Okay, let's talk about Amelia's description. Okay. Amelia, when she disappeared, was 39 and 11 months old. Her pilot's license measured measured her at eight or five foot eight inches and 118 pounds so she's too tall she's too tall and her build isn't right like five eight and 118 pounds is like skinny like she was very tiny a very small woman and she was only 39 years old which that's kind of close to 45 to 55 but like it's not yeah (laughs) like it's not those ages so the sextant box was also examined, and it was concluded that it was not the type of box used in modern aviation, like, at that time. Okay. So, it was, like, from back then. Eventually, they also realized that the bones were actually male. What? So, basically, they found that the bones were a male, a short, stocky European male. Okay. And Amelia Earhart is a tall, thin woman. Yeah. Also European, but that's the only coincidence. So, basically, we know that this theory is not correct, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, not. Yeah, not and it. there's a lot of people who think it is. This is, like, they think that they kind of hit the jackpot here. So, um, and if you mix it with, like, the crash and sink theory, there might have been some weight to it. So, in 1988, the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery, a.k.a. TIGER, we're going to call it TIGER, okay. it's a group, launches its official investigation on the disappearance Um of Amelia Earhart, and it's still active today, this Search. group. Yes, this, like, it's an open case on the, yeah. in their group. 
They have visited the area 10 times since then looking for evidence because um, they think this is it. They think this is like what happened to her. So yeah. they're basically looking for like all the evidence that they can yeah. to like prove that this is like where she went. Um, and they believe the cr- that she actually crash landed into a coral reef um, a short distance from the island north. So it was like up in this area. Yeah. Um, and they ultimately died in that area. Like they, ne- like they probably didn't get to the island. The bones were that, wa- they probably like bones that washed up to the island. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they have some evidence. A photo taken of the reef in 1937 of this like coral reef has been enhanced and it could show landing gear in the water that looks like it could have belonged on the type of plane that they flew. So they like if you enhance this image, it yeah. shows this like landing gear, like a hidden fucking secret part of the photo. A hidden secret part of the photo. Um most people believe this is rocks, but they believe that it's the landing gear. Perfect. But it's like really they think that it's like really deep down. Like it was a shelf, this coral reef, and they think that the boat sank like below the shelf, like down. Yeah, I it's freaking me out. So. Okay. <laughs> Um, they never found the landing gear, but they have found enough. So like they've tried to go find it and they can't like, they always have like weird problems. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I like at first thought that this group was like an official group, like a, like, yeah. But the more I read about it, the more it felt kind of more like those flat earth scientists. Yeah. Like they weren't really believing. Yeah. Like, and I think it's somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't think it's that dramatic, but I think they believe what they want to believe to make this theory true. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they're like just they have a big confirmation bias like they yeah don't listen when they have evidence against yes, it yes, so yes. yeah um so they never found the landing gear but they have found some things that they think is parts of her plane so they found an aluminum panel that matched a panel covering the windows of the plane that um they were specifically flying um so this is like the electra so you can see these like little aluminum panels on there mm-hmm. and the le- oh fuck that's my phone yeah. Okay, I'm it's fine. <laughs> Just it's fine. The leader of this organization says also that you can like see, but it's like really deep down, so they can't get it. But they have a they they know that this is an aluminum panel basically. Okay. And it's got like the rivets, like the 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 screws, and like all the makings of the same type of on this plane. So they can't get it. No. Why? Because it's deep down. Like, why can't they go down there? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I was confused when I was reading it. I'm going to be honest. Um, uh, they also have found a piece of clear plexiglass cut to the same size and thickness of the Electra window, oh. which is the type of plane, the, yeah. the Electra. Um, they also found a size nine cat's paw heel, which is a type of shoe um, that was dated to the correct time period. And that is visually similar to the type worn in Earhart's world flight photos. So they think they found her shoe. Oh. Yeah. Um, and some other improvised tools that, like, if you were alive for maybe, like, a couple days, like, you would try to use as yeah. like, a tool. They, like, actually have found these. These are... Yeah, I think so. Okay. But, again, all this is, like, weird. Yeah, they're, like... Um, so let's talk more about the skull that they found. Because, okay, basically what happened with the skull is, like, they brought these bones to Fiji. These are all the bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got lost for a while. Like, they didn't know where they were. Uh-huh. And then they thought that they found them. Like, they're pretty sure these are it. But what? they don't, like, they did technically lose them for a little bit. Okay. So, 
that's what you should know about this before yeah. we start. But like they're they're like pretty sure it's the butt. Yeah. Um, based on the size. Yeah. And the they have like these exact bones. Yeah. So like when they found the bones, they did all these like tests on them. Uh-huh. And so because they did those tests, we know a lot about the bones. Yeah. And so when they found these bones, it's like a perfect match to all the stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, tests. the pro the physical properties of the bones are the exact yeah. same. So sometime. Um, between 2019 and 2021, genetic testing on the bones occurred to a family member of Amelia Earhart. So mm-hmm. They found, like, a relative. And it was determined 100% not to be Earhart's skull. So they know for a fact it's not the skull. Okay. Um, but I was thinking today, like, how, did they do that with Fred Noonan? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, he was European, and I don't know how tall he was or, like, any of his physical description, but he was white and a man. Yeah, why didn't they do that? Like, they couldn't have just done it at the same time? I don't know. So. (laughs) We're, like, pissed. Right. So they found items. They've never found anything conclusive that this is what happened to Amelia. Right. But that's all these theories. They've never found any evidence. So the next theory is the Japanese capture theory. And it's a theory that they somehow accidentally navigated into Japanese territory, landed, were captured, and executed by the Japanese government. The bulk of this theory, or, like, this theory grew into popularity because um, there was an interview done in 1990 by the NBC show Unsolved Mysteries, which Mm -hmm. they brought back on Netflix. I like that show. Me too. I watched it. Um, With a woman from Saipan, an island 2,700 miles from Howland's Island. Okay. So, that's pretty far away. Yeah. Um, It's, that would be, like, a big stretch for them to have gotten that far with the amount of fuel that they think that they had left. Yeah. Based on the fuel logs. Yeah. Um, I don't think they could have physically gotten there, but at the time, I don't think the general public knows a lot of these things. Yeah. So these theories just grow. Um, she stated that she saw the execution of Earhart and Noonan by Japanese soldiers. Like she saw it, she said. Um, there have also been a series of photos people believe to be Earhart in being held captive, but also all of them have been proven fraudulent. <laughs> so like literally every photo that someone has brought up that they think either is Amelia Earhart or is they know to be Amelia Earhart, um, but they think it's after she disappeared, have been proven to be fake. Like, they've never, like, there's obviously never been a photo of her. Yeah. Like, they can, and they can disprove every single one and, like, put it exactly where it was supposed to go. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, another version of this is that they flew into Japanese airspace and were shot down on accident. And then the Japanese government just hit, like, covered it up. Mm-hmm. Which... I don't think that that's what happened, but, but, you know, if, if they did, would they be honest about it? Yeah. Hopefully. Like, yeah. That's what we hope. Yeah. But like, we don't know. But I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Like, we don't know. Right. And it's 4th of July weekend. So, oof. <laughs> um, it's nothing to do with the Japanese. No, but it has, you know, <laughs> if you're like, and it's like the fucking biggest independence holiday of the year for them. I really don't want to tell him now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I don't think that's what, I, I do We're not like think this is what <laughs> I'm just a little bit of a conspiracy there is. Um, so basically I also, okay. The reason I don't want to conspiracize about this is because this feels a little racist to me. Like the way that. Oh yeah. They yeah. talk about it in the context of this story. Yeah. Like that's, it feels like people, this theory became really popular because of like the racism against the Asian mm, communities yes. in the U S um, uh, and this is right before world war two when there was a huge wave of, 
um, Asian racism yeah. in the U.S. So it just feels like a little yeah, too close gross. to home. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the Earhart's family is convinced that the Japanese, the way they literally quoted it on the website was had something to do with it. Oh. So, like, it just feels, like, icky to Yeah, me. just, like, a yeah. bias that grew during that time, for sure. Exactly. That just, like, gained speed due yeah. to other things happening in the world. Right. Um, there is a lot of criticism as to why this theory would not be correct, like, and people... I didn't really see anyone saying that it was kind of racist, but, like, I that's just, like, the vibe yeah. I got yeah. from it. Um, they probably didn't have enough fuel, even outside of the racism thing, like, there's, like, some concrete yeah. evidence as to why this isn't the case like they wouldn't have had enough fuel to get there right like they were already cutting it kind of close yeah um they had enough to get to howland's island and a little bit extra but they didn't have much yeah and they maybe thought that there was another group so there's a group of islands called the marshall islands which is also under japanese rule that they might have landed at mm-hmm. so like kind of like the gardner island theory and then they were taken into control by japanese soldiers <laughs> and killed um but again they were flying in the wrong direction so they yeah. would have had to turn basically all the way around to like get there which right. is like dumb um also why would if the japanese found Earhart alive yeah or even dead why would they have not brought it to the attention you would think that would make the ties with america better if they right. like, returned this national hero they would be the heroes you yeah. know like this was a like one of the most beloved women in america yeah like, and they provided search rescues didn't they yes exactly yeah. like they wanted to find her too she was an international celebrity like yeah. everyone she was gonna be the first person to fly around the world like that's cool like you would yeah. want to find her like you would be the hero. Unless you believe that the spy theory is correct and that Amelia and Fred were actually spies for the <laughs> CIA and the, they were spying on the Japanese and they got caught. And that's why they were captured. Oh, okay. So this is a theory, the spy theory, that Amelia Earhart and President um, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, I forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> um... They were, like, friends. Like, they had been known to be, like, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was theorized that he got her to keep an eye on Japan for him while they were already kind of flying around the world. They were going to, like, make this pit stop and, like, secretly go and see what Japan was <laughs> up to. And they, like, some people even think that the Electra had, like, cameras attached to the plane. Dude. Yeah. Um, and then something went wrong. They got captured and killed. Okay. Um, that would be the only thing, like, if this was true that could mean that the japanese capture theory is true right but like this is obviously not true <laughs> like yeah she barely had time to plan this flight yeah <laughs> like she does not have time to be a spy right um there's literally no proof and the fbi has investigated this <laughs> which like you know the government investing in the government yeah. like i don't really believe in that either yeah. like let's be fucking frank yeah. Um, but they, like, specifically looked into this because, like, people, it was, yeah. like, a pretty, <laughs> it, like, gained popularity enough, and those files have been declassified. The files, in, all, everything about Earhart has been declassified. Yeah. And in that, I think is like, a public records request. You can just do that. Um, in that, they've, the files were, like, investigative on this, and they found no evidence of it. <laughs> so they had just done an internal investigation. Yeah. And they didn't find anything. So, there are many more theories. Aliens, maybe the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know about that <laughs> one. Um, and pretty much everyone has a different idea of what happened. This was, like, obviously sensational. I, I, the first picture in the show notes is, like, all these... Um, this is the Chicago Tribune. Like, this was their weekend newspapers. 
Oh and it was, God. these were all the headlines about Amelia. Like, so just for days on end, like that's yeah. what the whole world was talking about. And everyone had a different idea of what happened. And it just yeah. was a sensationalized thing. And yeah. it, like, honestly, like when I was reading about it, it made me kind of sad because like we have this lens of time. And so like we can look back and be like, wow, she was an amazing person. Like yeah. she should really be celebrated for her accomplishments and like, she contributions contributions yeah. to like women in society as a whole and like she's just like a badass woman and like should be celebrated and this is like what everyone talks about you know it's like the point you're missing right yeah when that was just like, know, such a yeah, small part of her like legacy but i think that um amy adams really does do her justice she does <laughs> justice yeah amy adams brought us back to the good side on that um so a little bit about her legacy because then I was interested. I was like, so yeah. like, what's up with Amelia? Like, what do they do for her today? There've been thousands of, um, rot, like plane rides that have been dedicated towards her. They've raised a, raised a bunch of money for like foundations for women and like all this stuff and her home, which I almost got, I thought I got a picture of, but maybe I didn't. Her childhood home in Atchison, Kansas was turned into a museum about her life. <laughs> and it's called the Amelia Earhart birthplace museum. And it's run by the 99s which is a group of women pilots that Amelia Earhart was the first president of and founded. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, so they raise money to, like, give women free flying lessons, basically, who can't so afford sweet. it, and get them involved. Because, like like I said, Amelia just wanted everyone to be, to fly. Like, she wanted all women to become pilots and, like, learn this skill. And, That's like, so sweet. Um, yeah, so they have a bunch of scholarships for women still to this day, and it's still running, and they're the ones who put the museum on. That is literally amazing. Yeah, so that's Amelia Earhart. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. I think she just crashed into the ocean. I mean, the island one, yeah, maybe, but like, I don't think that that's true. Yeah, um, I'm. I think after this, you guys, I can concretely say that Amelia Earhart officially. This is an official classified <laughs> podcast. Amelia Earhart is in the ocean. Yeah, she and Fred and the plane sunk too deep that we just can't get to. Yeah. Sorry, guys, to tell you. Yeah. Um, oh, I, like, forgot to say this. I don't know if I didn't write this down or, like, what, but the island theory, they, like, brought in a guy. Um, I don't know what his name was, but he was, like, an expert on finding shipwrecks, which is weird, like, looking at their, like, data log entries mm-hmm. and, like, mapping out where the ships would have wrecked and, like, finding mm-hmm. them. And he was the one who found the Titanic. Like, literally was the one who found the Titanic. Yeah. And he could not find... They, like, came and did all this equipment on the area where they think she is, and he could not find her. So he is a crash and sink theorist. Mm-hmm. See? Me, that guy, and you. Yeah. Totally us three just know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we need to go match again. This is going to be a long Holy one. Holy shit. In. You want to go match? Let's match. No, I was trying to... I don't know. Okay. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. We've taken long breaks today. But that's okay. We had some good on my upper lip, so. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude. Anybody else? Toasted marshmallows. Marshmallows. <laughs> I feel like a toasted marshmallow. How do you like your marshmallow? Um, burnt. Me too. I which hold is a like. That's fun girls like their marshmallows. Yeah. And then you take it off. You wait until it cools down just a little bit. You take it take off, off and then you the put skin. it back in. Yeah. Yep. The charred part. You eat yep. the, You double roast that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> because, okay, if you're getting your marshmallow golden brown, the inside isn't cooking. And I'm going to be honest with you about that. 
Yeah. You're getting a raw marshmallow that's like toasty brown on the outside. <laughs> that's warm. No, I nobody wants that. No. You want a you want a gooey marshmallow. Yeah. You got to burn a little that bit sucker. of a a little like carcinogen. Yeah. Like it's got to taste bad for yep. you a little bit. All right. So, do you know anything about El Chapo? Is my next oh, question. I want a s'more now. Yeah. Um. Oh. No. Honestly, I thought he was from Colombia. So. Well, you are in for a treat, friend. Because I've got the information for you. You do? Uh. <laughs> okay. So, Joaquin. Joaquin. I Ar- that name. Archivaldo. Oh. Guzman. Okay. Lorea. I will call him El Chapo from now on, though. Okay. I like that. Okay. Joaquin. And he, he went by El Chapo, which is, um, I think it's like Shorty. And, and I was like, just about to ask. What yeah, I think it translates directly to not direct. I don't know. I think it translates to shorty. Shorty. Because it was due to his short. He was only five six. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's short. <laughs> he is a former. I'm taller than El Chapo. By oh. like kind of a lot. El Chapo and I are about the same height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's goofy. That is goofy. Um, he's a former Mexican drug lord and trafficker, and is considered to be one of the most powerful drug connections in the entire world. And he is the leader of the Sinaloa cartel, which operates internationally. Dude, like, okay, hear me out. I am not promoting anything that this man has done, <laughs> but to be the top yeah. dog of the drug world. Head honcho. He has, like, even the bottom Like, is we're fucking bad. chatting about El Chapo right, right now. Like, like, even the bottom rungs of the ladder <laughs> in the drug world are, like, kind of seedy and yeah. scary. Like, imagine they got some power that level. Yeah. Right. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, baby El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> baby El Chapo. The baby years. <laughs> Boss baby. El Chapo baby years. He was called Shorty because he was literally a baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> El Chapo baby. Boss baby is actually El Chapo. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Okay. He was actually born in Sinaloa, which is... Oh, thank God for a map. Okay. Go to the show notes, guys. Um, I've never also... been to Mexico. You haven't either. No. I want to go. We should go to... get a. We need to go to Mexico. Yeah. We do. That's the big next. I really want to go to, like, an all-inclusive in Mexico. Yeah. But we're not... We're not... We do not want to go to the drug capital of the world. No. Or of Mexico, no. which is Sinaloa. Sinaloa. We might want to stray away from that part yeah. of the world. Maybe there are some nice parts in there. I don't really know. There probably, so, I mean, like, there's yeah. just a community. There's innocent people who live there who yeah. have nothing to do with the drug world. And but, also, there are people who are still innocent who are involved in the drug world. So, hoo-ha. And that's on... The disclaimer we gave in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah, the tweak. Yeah. The tweak city tweaks. We got that out, so we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, If absolutely. you want to hear us tweak about it, go listen <laughs> to the beginning Rewind. of this episode. Rewind and restream. Give <laughs> yeah. us that view. That feels like a different day. <laughs> I know. This. It literally does. We've taken so long to oh do this, my but God. it's been fun. Okay, yeah, it has been fun. And we're learning about El Chapo now. Yeah. So he grew up being physically abused by his dad, which mm. is n- not great. Yeah. <laughs> not great at all. No. Um, and he also became part of the drug world because his dad was dealing. Um. Um, so from adolescence into adulthood, he and his dad would like go to local farmers and um, help grow and harvest marijuana. 
Okay. Um, for a local. So his dad was dealing marijuana. Like lowest, like I think his dad was like one of the first couple steps of a drug cartel. Like he's like at the like literal production level. Okay. So that's how he's he kind of first stop on the yes, train. Um, yeah. Yep. 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 Um. So he. From his dad, started working with, like, several other notable drug dealers. I didn't even put their names down. Um, but, like... I don't really know anyone else, so... Yeah, so, exactly. It wouldn't really resonate me. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> yeah. If you guys know other the other big drug dealers, it was them. Yeah, but it was, like, they were... Okay, oh. so... Um, he was, like... They have, like, like so drug cartels have, like, paths that they use and drug routes in, over, like, borders and through places. And they're obviously, like, a lot of, like, uh, violence due to drug trafficking is because of um, when you have two cartels trying to sell or like produce the over the same area, their same route. Okay. So I have a thing in the show notes or whatever, but. Can um, I, I, yeah. have you ever seen Ozark? I have not. Okay, it's like I've watched the first season of it, and it's so good, and the fourth season just came out, and everyone's going nuts about it, and so every time a season of Ozark comes out, I'm like, I have to watch Ozark. Like, I'm going to watch it, and then I never do, but I need, like, yeah. should I watch Ozark, guys? Like, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Should I actually watch it? Yeah, I've seen, like, us. a couple episodes. Give us all the recommendations. But I love, okay, eventually. here's some info also about me. I love the Lake of the Ozarks. I, like, am obsessed with it, so I probably should watch it, yeah. but, like. Okay. So, he starts working with all these other drug lords, seeing different routes, and eventually he comes up to create a map for one cartel, or a route that was, like, directly through and over into the United States border. Okay. So, it was, like, a more direct route. Okay? Um, he ended up starting his own cartel in the 1980s, where he was trafficking marijuana, methamphetamines, cocaine, and heroin. How do you, like, decide to just do that? I don't know. Or, like, who do you call and be like... At what point do you get big get... enough where you're like, okay, I'm going to start my own? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, at what point do you branch off from the one you're working on? And Is like, it, like, how do you, do you move up weeks? in the hierarchy? Oh, yeah. Like... Like, because the amount of... Because what are you supposed to say? I'm going to go, but I'm not going to, like, start another cartel. Don't worry about it. And then you just go do no, it? No, it's probably... It's absolutely super dangerous. I know nothing about, like, like drug trafficking violence or gang violence at all, like, in terms of, yeah. like... Do you, like, tell your boss? You're like, hey, I'm going to start my own business. No, absolutely Right, no, not. you don't. You have to do it, like, in secret. But, like, that's, like, Yeah, wow. super dangerous. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, like, super dangerous. Okay. I'm just saying, like, at what point do you decide to do that? Yeah, what level do you have to be at? I guess you have to have your own distributors and stuff. Like, and that's the point you have to you get. have to be, like, powerful enough in their cartel to be able to right. step aside so you still have, like, some sort of foundation underneath you. Like, you don't fall right. back down to the bottom of the ladder. Right. You yeah. gotta have people behind so you. So that's a plan, okay? Right, that takes a while. So clearly he worked his way up, all right? Yeah. Um, he starts his own cartel in the 80s. Um, he trafficked more drugs than anyone in history with underground tunnels across the U.S. border. Wow. Um, Forbes would name him one of the most powerful people in the world between 2009 and 2013. Wow. Because, like, at, like you said, like, at that level, you have so many people that are relying on, A, your business, your production. Right. Your, you have so many people underneath you that it runs, like, deep, you know? Right. And especially, like, I don't, it, you guys can look more into, like, 
cartels in um, in Mexico, but there is a lot of corruption in the Mexican government, which we'll yeah. kind of get into, where the cartels kind of bleed into the government. So you, like, truly never know who's underneath you in the ladder, and so this guy was fucking powerful. Yeah. I guess I'm just stuck on the fact that he, like, started a new cartel. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought maybe he had just taken over one, or, like, no. he had just worked his way all the way up to the top, and he had gotten, like, No, they, appointed. like, start new cartels. Yeah, that's, like, this part that's, like, crazy to me. Like, if you, I don't know. He, like, I, built it from the ground up. Yeah, seriously. So, his first arrest was after this, um, in the Guadalajara airport, there was, like, a shootout between Ooh. two cartels. And it resulted in many, like, innocent civilian lives yeah. and, like, um, cartel member yeah. lives. I don't, I don't know, like, the word. Like, yeah. they don't have a membership. You know what I mean? They have a union? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't Cartels know the right word for that. Union. You know what I'm saying? Like, people who are in the cartel and yeah. also people who are not. not. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, joking, but, like, a lot of people die from this. Yeah, like, so. oh, yeah, all the time. Just, like senseless violence whether they're involved or not yeah okay so he ended up getting arrested for this um and he gets put in a prison called puente grande which is a maximum security prison in guadalajara for 20 years um his stay at prison was actually pretty nice because like i said it runs pretty deep like you have a lot of people underneath you and once you enter the fucking prison system people know your name um, because some of them are dealers in other cartel, you know, like that kind of thing. And so, um, he was like allowed to like have as much outside time as he wanted. And he, he like remembers playing volleyball and, um, women visiting him and food that was actually enjoyable. Wow. But that happens in American prisons. No, like I know. That but exact this is, same stuff, well, which I'm, is crazy. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, for sure it does happen in American like, prisons. But like, so his stay at like Puente Grande was like not He was like, I went to jail, that, but like. Yeah, like, and they're, like, one of the articles that I read that will be in the show notes, like, noted, like, a lot of this stuff wasn't, weren't even luxuries that he was, like, really brought up on. Right. So, like, he wasn't brought up on, like, normal meals and, like, like a place to sleep at, like, knowing where your bed was right. going to be and, like, that kind of thing. So, like, he said it brought a lot of structure that he wasn't necessarily, like, super against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he and then accepted like, it a little bit. Right, and then the risk goes away because, okay, so you get caught being the biggest drug dealer in the entire world. Yeah. And then you go to prison. Yeah. And then once you decide that prison isn't that bad. Yeah, it's like you're just chilling. Right. Even though, like, solitary would be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hasn't been put in solitary, so he thinks that, you know, that's what it is. So, um... So it was probably just, like, a confidence boost, if anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> so in 1999, eventually, a man named Demacio Lopez Nunez... So I'm just going to refer to him as Nunez for throughout okay. the rest of this. Was named deputy director of security in the prison. So Nunez was actually even more accommodating to El Chapo. So oh, like okay. he was like wanting him to have more freedoms and more, you know, stuff like that. And he and El Chapo was constantly showering um, Nunez with gifts, like cash in like thousands of dollars of increments. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, And then he ended up buying him a house. <laughs> And what, cause he has like built, he's like a 
billionaire. Right. Like, he, like he has so much money. Right, dude. And so, people on the outside are just doing all this stuff for him, and he's trading him really well. I wonder well how rich he was, He is compared to, like, the richest people in the United... Like, that we know of. Yeah. Like, non-criminals. Like, yeah. Isn't that crazy that there are, like, people who are probably richer than Jeff Bezos, and we, like, don't even know? Yeah. Because they're, crazy. like... They do, like, illegal stuff. Yeah. Yes. Like, I want to see how his income stacks up against, like... Yeah. Other billionaires' yeah. income. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um... So, he even paid for Nunez's child's medical bills when he was in an accident. Wow. So, like, he fucking... They were buddies. Yeah, Chapo was getting anything he wanted. But Nunez ended up leaving the prison, like, only a year later because oh. they did an investigation on the corruption in the in the prison systems. Yeah. And so, he was under investigation for, like, taking a lot of these bribes and stuff like that. Not specifically to him, but, like, just for corruption in the, yeah. in the prison system. Um. So this was closely followed by... So he leaves because he's under investigation. He's like, fuck this, I'm out. And and then... Um, <laughs> and then... He's like, I got what I wanted. El Chapo's like, shit, that's my dude. And I don't have another dude. But it's, a, it's like going back to like above average. Yeah, it's still not now. bad. It's not like amazing prison. <laughs> right. It's like above average it's prison. Like, yeah. Um, I only get two bottles of champagne at that yeah right four. right i get to play volleyball for two less hours a yeah day. um okay but he so like this was closely followed by a mexican supreme court ruling where prisoners like el chapo could be extradited back to the united states <gasps> after their sentence oh. or during their sentence if it was like a greater like charge yeah um if they were crossing the border to commit a crime yeah so which mexican supreme was. court says yes and that applies to el chapo so he wasn't even he wasn't like it was only people that weren't on death row so like yeah didn't have the death penalty so crimes like this like they could yeah be, because people in to give them Mexico's more severe, against yeah the death penalties so. yeah to give more severe crimes in yeah. the united states um so they say yes this is all good and he's on the fucking chopping block no. and they want to fucking chop and block him wow so, that sucks for chapo and yeah, so El Chapo thinks he's going to an American prison in America where, you know... It is it, not good. It, it does run deep, but not as deep. Not like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not fucking getting a volleyball court, I can no, tell you that. No, no, Actually... No. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It okay. is possible, Just but wait, just wait. Probably not where he's going, it's not possible. Yeah. So... The next day, El Chapo makes his plan with a guy named El Chito. Okay. Um, he convinced this bodyguard and, like, secu- like nor- low-level security guard, basically, to smuggle him out of the prison in a laundry basket. Shit. Yeah, so he gets in the laundry basket. Some argue, like, a lot of authors say, like, this is definitely not the case. Like, this would never have happened because... But they... The prison kind of made up that story because it he was allowed to kind of just, like, walk out without contradiction. Right. And so Basically, it, he did, probably didn't have to go in a laundry basket. He no, just, like, walked out. Yeah, and the prison system doesn't want to show, like, the corruption in the, like, guards right. that he had, like, kind of wrapped around his finger to right. be able to just walk out. Right. Or, like, like the fucking deputy director or whatever. Right. Um. So a lot of people say, like, that's not fucking true. He just walked out and he had... Like, a ride waiting. He, like, decided he didn't want to be in yeah. prison anymore and he was the not in prison The fucking deputy anymore. director gave him his keys. Yeah. So, <laughs> allegedly, he gets out in the basket. Okay. Um, 
So he traveled with armed guards, like, all over Mexico and meets up with, like, some of the kingpins and other cartels. Wow. And it's like, I'm going back to Sinaloa, and I'm going to keep, like, fucking trafficking We're drugs. We're fucking starting this up yes. again. Getting the band back together. <laughs> yeah. And so he makes this little it's house. Like the full house reboot. Literally, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, where the fuck is... Okay, I, like, literally had this quote. It was so funny. Um, so he's traveling with armed guards. He goes back to Sinaloa, makes a house on the peaks, and he calls it El, C- El Celo, or the heavens. Aw. Doesn't stay there for long, though. I'll tell you that. So his second arrest... <laughs> El Chapo was moving um, cocaine, heroin, and marijuana um, after escaping that prison. Um, I love that he also, like, he didn't have to, he could have just retired. Yeah, he could have just And gone never gone to jail. Time. Yeah. Um, People just get greedy. Yeah, he, so he said, since he was using drugs of, like, the local farmers, so a lot of, like, local marijuana. He was supporting Mexican agriculture? Well, cut, like... A little bit. So there's this huge demographic of people, like, from literally, like, farmers and farm hands to, like, corrupt prison system people right. that want him to stay in business. So are, that are looking the other way when he's doing all this stuff to climb right. back up. Um, so he was sitting pretty for a while. He And, like, n- n- never mind. It also is said that he, like, could have been providing information to our own um, DEA and... Um, U.S. Marshal Service to, like, so they would, like, the manhunt would be, like, eh. Yeah, kind of look the other way. Yeah, they're for, getting a people, but they're not getting For information. Him. Yeah. Um, not all proven, but some people just, like, think that's how he, like, stayed under for so long. Yeah. Um, and then most farmers at that time called, um, the time after El Chapo escaped prison, the golden age. Okay. Because he was just, like, fucking... He, he loved helping everybody. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people, like, really fucking like this dude. I, like, don't hate him. <laughs> I know. I'm not, like, convinced that I hate him either. I hate... I hate... I hate the violence that he caused, yeah. like, innocent people, and I don't think that that's right. But, like, people... It's so hard because, like... Is supplying a product that people want I know. B- bad when it's, but it is bad because like yeah, it's like, that product yeah. ruins people's lives. lives. Yeah, but they're choosing to do it. I know it's really like a, it's like, like a, more like an ethics thing. Like, it is a very ethical dilemma yeah. because and but he is doing good things for their like local economy. Yeah, I don't. And know. he's not forcing people to do like. There's Drugs, always going to yeah. be a demand for it. Yeah, like if he isn't doing it, someone somebody else's. else is. But then, like, and you can say they that might about literally anything. But they might not be as generous as him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I don't right. know. Right. I'm not gonna take a moral stance on that. I don't one. think he's Robin Hood. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. taking a moral stance either. I'm just saying, like, it's it's I know it's deeper than just the surface level. Like, El Chapo equal bad. Yeah, it for and sure is. It's like more. There's nuanced. like shades of gray in this for sure. Yeah. Um. So one man even said about him, he's a legend, truly a legend. It was a privilege to speak with him <laughs> and have a friendship with him, like I had. He's kind of like Regina George a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. I saw I saw El Chapo wearing army pants and flip flops, so I bought army pants and flip flops. <laughs> Literally. So the U.S. Marshal Service and DEA have been given tips about all, and raiding all these homes that were linked to the Sinaloa cartel and they were finding more and more evidence and like following kind of his path and they ended up um 
finding him and capturing him at a beach resort with about 65 Marines present. <laughs> like, with him? Yeah. Wait, it took 65 people? No, like, that, he that's, was like, what the raid... He was partying with them? No, 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 no. That was, like, what the raid was. Like, oh. like they, like, took this so seriously. They, they brought they 60 brought 65 people. fucking yeah, Marines Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> They're like, we're shirt. fucking getting him. He has a horrible haircut for yeah. being, like, probably one of the richest men in the world. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> eventually, his charges would include things like conspiracy to commit murder, drug trafficking, illegal weaponry, and murder. Yeah. Um, See, the murder, like, if there was no murder... I know. Like, it would be less bad. Yeah, I agree. So... This is not the only time he escaped prison. <laughs> okay. He's fucking extradited to the United States. Yeah. And he um, escapes prison. Um, But he was, like, seen in surveillance entering a shower. They have, like, a timestamp on it entering his shower. There's no surveillance cameras in the actual shower. Um, In this facility, I guess. It's, like, a super max. Like... That's interesting to me. I know. But, but yep, there's no... Well, you know, like, we don't know how much of this is, like, reported data and how much of this is, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, also, I think that there is something to say about the fact that if you want someone to be escaped from prison, you can do it <laughs> if you do it the right way. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, just an well, El Chapo yeah. thing. No, yeah. And, like... If it, you know the right people, if you can pay the right people, like, yeah, it's and, all so corrupt that, like... And, like I said before, like, this system runs so deep, like, into right. our... Like, it, it's in our, in our own borders. And it's, like... Exactly. In our own officials and in our own, like, right. you know, like... Right. And it might not it would even be, unfair be the to system. Say that the, it, it's just yeah. people, like, I think... That people in the prison system are underpaid and they work in a horrible environment. And if you offer them enough money for things, yeah, they're way more willing to do it 100%. because of the way that, like, I don't know. It's just like an interesting. If you want to get out of prison, you can. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I don't think he just like poof vanished and no. like, ran out. Well, and I'm not saying that it's even that like crazy to believe that like that he's escaped prison more than once. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But after 30 minutes, prison officials said that they went looking for him and they can't find him anywhere in the prison. Yeah. So he is underground for um, through 2016. Okay. I feel like I remember him getting captured in yeah. 2016. Yeah. No. No. Or in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2016, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was finally captured again and lawyers, like, in the United States created all these different injunctions and, like, and charges that were, like, creative to him. So he literally could not get extradited back to Mexico yeah. ever again. Yeah. So, like, they would never, like, not know where the fuck this guy was. Right. And um, so that he had to stay, like, at a certain facility. It's like, it like, had a to be, like, Supermax. Yeah. Like... Supermax is scary. Um, but... That's, like, he's probably in a cell 23 hours a day, like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... This is, like, while they're, he's awaiting trial. Okay. And in 2019, he was found guilty on all counts against him. He was sentenced to life plus 30 years, and he was ordered to forfeit over $12 billion. Yeah, that's nuts. Of his drug fortune. And, like, keep in mind, like, that's probably not... Not a lot of it. Like, that's probably not even half of it. Well, and think about this. Like, okay, I know that billionaires don't pay taxes already, <laughs> but, like, he's paying zero taxes. Yeah. For, like, he's basically, like, all of his income is cash tips. Yeah, dude. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like that's what that's something that they can take that they know about. Right. But like think about but there's still probably what they don't right. know. Yeah. And like how again, how deep that system runs, how right. much money there is under He's just like not the kingpin. Reporting these cash tips. Right. He's only reporting <laughs> a certain percentage. Right. So El Chapo now is in a supermax federal prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. His mother, who's extreme he's extremely close to, and like he never mm. wanted to hear her to hear about the things that he was doing that were bad. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. And he was like while people were, were like searching for him, he was like going to visit her every so often. See <laughs> now you got me back on El Chapo's side. Dude. I almost was against. I know. So she's been applying for visas to come see her son in the US. Oh. Oh, that's Al Chapo. He looks like a dad. <laughs> he does look like a dad, like a hockey dad. Yeah, literally, if he had, like, a fucking, like, athletic sport zip-up jacket. Yes. Made out of that, like, track pant material. Yes. Like, he, but it would a have, like, a hockey. Yes, a windbreaker with a hockey team on the back. You would be like, oh, that's, that's a hockey, a hockey dad. dad. El Chapo is a hockey dad. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's his, his mom. mom. Oh, she looks like a character. She does look like a character, and she just wants to go see her son. Yeah. But, unfortunately, your son has escaped. Prison escaped, a lot. Escaped prison a lot. And is, like, the biggest drug dealer in the world. Yeah. But she's got to be a little proud of him, right? I know. Like, I'd be like... Like... He's the bad. Yeah. Like, how can you be mad at someone who's the best at something? Yeah. Ah. The ethics of this episode, it's truly. Just, it's all over the place, <laughs> it's really. All, yeah, we just took them on a true ride. Yeah, this could be used in a law class. Yeah. Or, like, a philosophy class. And when we say law, we don't mean, like, fucking call the cops. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> I have so many unpaid parking tickets right now. Why? Because I got three in a in the week. Did you get one last night? No. Actually? Okay, good. I didn't, but I got... This is, shouldn't be on here, but I got through... I owe the city that we live in, like, $120 in parking tickets right now. Fuck that. Why, it, wait, why can't it be on there? Well, I was going to say the city. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm not going to say the yeah. city. But, like, I just, like... It's because I had COVID, guys. Like, oh. any street park. If you if you live in a city, you know. If you live with street parking, You know like you're, you're getting parking tickets, okay? Okay, everyone. We do be getting parking tickets, and we do be getting chongs. And that's, that's okay. Okay. Um, okay, this was a long episode. How do we feel about it? Let us know. Yeah, Leave let us, us a know. five-star rating. Send us an email, please. Still haven't yeah. gotten an email. Yep. Tell us something nice about your day. Yeah. Tell us your rosin bud. Yes, everyone I would tell love us. that. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week. We promise. We promise. Okay, bye. I love bye. you. Bye.